Hey everybody, Kurt Schlichter here for Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast, where I get on and I talk about stuff and things and occurrences and happenings and clean my glasses here and other assorted mayhem. Lots of stuff in the news. Look, I look at this uh, continuing resolution thing, and man, I'm smelling defeat. Are you smelling defeat? I'm smelling defeat. I am smelling failure. I am smelling smelling incoherence. I am I'm smelling. I am smelling a, a, a fiasco. And I just I, I mean, look, I'm an army guy, and my oh, I'm sorry, giant truck. Are, are, did I get in your way? You know, exercising my right away. Excuse me. I'm a little frustrated, as you can tell, because I think the Republicans are setting themselves up for defeat. Okay? I, I think they're setting themselves up for failure. And they've had months to do this, and they're not doing it. And I'm not sure who to blame. I'm not sure if it's the five guys holding out or the other guy, uh, or, or, or the other guys. It doesn't matter. It's up to Kevin McCarthy to get it done. Because he wanted the job, get it done. And I don't know what we're getting done. I have zero idea. I don't think they have an idea. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the goals are. Now, that, you know, in the Army, when we have a mission, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody. Down to the, like, newest squad leader. Down to the soldiers. They have an idea of what the mission is. In fact, that's the first thing in our operations order. What's the mission? So everybody knows what's going on, what their goals, what the objectives are. Not in huge detail, but generally. And I'm not asking for in huge detail. I'm just asking for generally. What the hell are the Republicans trying to get out of this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they know. And that's no way to run a caucus, which I think is a hilarious word. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> caucus. So I... Uh, you know, I, I, I think considering the bad hand he's had to play, Kevin McCarthy, you know, with, right now he's got a four-seat majority because some Republican quit. He's got a four-seat majority. All right? Because of that bad hand, it is a bad hand, he does not have a lot of leverage. And the Democrats are, as I would expect, sticking together because that puts the pressure on him. Now the pressure's on him, and he's got to deal. And it's just a bad—it's just a bad look. I—I don't—I I don't understand why after nine months there appears to be no plan. There appears to be no unity. Everybody hasn't bought in. Is it possible there are some Republicans? You know, uh, uh, not Matt Gates. He's—he's apparently only intermittently part of it, but the rest of uh, uh, this little band, are, are they just, now nah, we're just going to burn everything down? I don't know. I don't see what that gets them. I mean, they have pretty safe districts, so they don't actually have to do anything. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. And all I do know is Kevin McCarthy is in charge, therefore everything that happens or doesn't happen is his fault, or to his credit. So we'll see. But I mean, look, the Republicans 
have an incredible way of screwing everything they do up. It's pretty Arena's here shaking, nodding her head as she does things that are more interesting than <laughs> listen to my podcast. What are you erasing emails again? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I need you to participate. Keep off. You need to be part of this. I'm listening. People are paying for you, baby. You're part of the. You're part of the cell. You're the. You're the. You're the cherry on the cupcake that is Kurt. That would be cupcakes with K's. Because it's a K sound. Funniest, are funny. Funniest sound in the English language is a K sound. Very funny. Oh, let me do some comedy theory. Here are a couple. Rule of threes. If you're comparing, if you're like comparing things or listing things, and you want to do three, you say, "Oh, these are terrible things." You know, it's like hats and sofas and Nickelback. The third, you do three things. The third is the funny one. Okay. Rule of threes. Oh, Second, that's a good one. yeah, K sounds always funny. Okay. Now let's get a little more advanced. Specific is more funny than general. Uh, Ford is funnier than car. Okay. Car, uh, Taurus is funnier than Ford. Okay. And I'll find myself going through the book, the new book, which is uh, the new Kelly Turnbull Overlord. And there's some funny stuff in it, right? You've read oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the longest of the books by about 3,000 words, by the way. It's been getting, inc been getting incredible reviews by, uh, by the people who've looked at the galleys, by the way. But I'll go through it, and I'll find where I say things like, he got in the car. He got in the F-150. Okay, there you go. Specific, not only works for funny, but it also works for visualizing. writing. Yeah, yeah, because it's easy to visualize an F-150. Uh -huh. I mean, not for me, because I don't drive trucks. Right. But, okay. Uh, Can you imagine me in a truck? No. I once had a liberal girlfriend who had a pickup truck. Really? Yes. I did. That's interesting. That was very weird for me. That is uh, I've always been a sedan guy. I started out with a Datsun B210 that was bright orange. That was <laughs> really yes. But yeah, but those came in, in funky colors. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. it was bright orange, oh, yeah. I, but it got dull. It so yeah, it would be all like does, all yeah. oxidized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the interior was literally made of like particle board, and you would like put something down in the back. Because it was a hatchback and it would crack. Oh. It was a terrible car, but it's so simple. I mean, I could like do things to it. You know, I could like fix it. It was hilarious. Anyway, where the hell was I? How do we get on B210s? You were talking about rule of threes. I was talking about rule of threes. B210 is funnier than Datsun. Uh, Datsun is funnier than car. Or old car. So you'd have to say the, the, the year of the name. If you want to get really specific, you say 77 B210. There you go. That is one of the secrets of um, Dennis Miller, who is, of course, my comedy North Star. <laughs> and one of the highlights of my life was he goes, hey, Kurt, you're a funny cat. I was like, oh, Dennis Miller called me funny. Now I can die. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, he, he was always very specific. And specificity is fine. Rule of threes, K sounds, be specific. Yeah. And uh, I agree. the other thing is, and then, then there's some technical things. Like, if you're fast, you're funnier. 
Mm-hmm. Fast is funny. If you come back quickly, that is funnier than being. Wasn't there a Saturday Night Live where the guy got the joke like 10 minutes later? Yes. I keep trying to look for that online because I thought it was great. The guy who gets the joke like 10 minutes later and confuses everybody. I just love that, and I can't find it online anywhere. I think it was uh, Nick Cage, who, of course, is also responsible for the amazing Ask Weepe sketch. Mr. Ask Weepe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's, uh, so anyway, so there's there's an orange charger, and uh, now we we we've got some other things to talk about, don't we? Look, um, in other important news, spaghetti. Making my famous spaghetti today using some of my uh, late parents. Uh, uh, tomato sauce from their own garden, which I still have. I'm going to run out of that someday, and I'm just going to be like, you know, I miss my parents, but the tomato is a whole different level. <laughs> you know, I mean, my gosh, you may see with a burger, you know, the meat and the butter are key. Mm-hmm. With spaghetti sauce, the freaking sauce is key, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have good tomatoes. And, um, they, uh, you know, their, their uh, uh, tomatoes from their garden were always fantastic, and they froze them. And they, I mean, this stuff is years old. It's like five years old. And it smells like funky. You make it into sauce. I think it's fermented. You don't even need wine <laughs> because you're, oh, my gosh. So let me give you the spaghetti recipe. I know I've done it before, but there are some new people out there listening on Redacted. Uh, Kurt spaghetti sauce, pound of ground beef, do 80, 20. Don't be one of those sissies. You want the full fatty flavor. You, uh, uh, crumble it up and, uh, brown it. You throw in a, uh, an onion. You throw in an onion and you brown that too. See, salt, pepper. You want some Italian seasoning. Put some Italian seasoning on there. You throw it in there. You get nice and good. Then you put in your tomato sauce. It can be, um, Crushed tomatoes, I get good stuff if I'm not using my parents' stuff. What's the six and one? Six and one. Six and one. And then I put that in, like, uh, for a pound, I'll put in, like, uh, 14, 15 ounces of uh, uh, sauce. And I like the six and one even more than some some of the Sam Marzano uh, stuff. Sam Marzano stuff has not been great. The stuff we get around here, Sam Marzano, it's not so great. It's not great. Uh, And then you, you cook it up. And it's, I mean, it's so simple. It's so good. People are like, what about sausage? I don't want your damn sausages. By the way, you remember that Tom Green movie where he goes, where are my sausages? Where are my sausages? I think it was Freddy Got Fingered. Whatever happened to Tom Green? Have you noticed that comedians have only a short lifespan? Will Ferrell, for instance? He's just kind of over, right? was around for a long time. Jim Carrey was around for a few years, and he just stopped. Donald Carroll was around for a while. He was around for a while, and they just stopped. I don't think anybody's out there going, I hate you. Well, maybe they it's just, just comedy changes. And they're like, whatever, I'm done. Well, maybe. Right? Jonah Hill. No, not Jonah Hill. Who's the other guy? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Who always played the same character, and I hated the character. Hey, man. At least Jonah Hill was, like, could be in other movies. Yeah, that's right. Moneyball. He, he was, was in so Moneyball. Good. He was in. He was good in Moneyball. He was such a different character. I hear he's a great boyfriend. <laughs> we don't need to go with. Remember how his like twenty year old girlfriend was like, "I'm going to show you the weird controlling texts from this guy," 
And I'm like, a box on both your houses. Probably literally. Anyway. Oh, and he got all sorts but, of tattoos. But, yeah, but I thought he was... I liked what a serious and great character he played in Moneyball. He played a really good character. I liked Moneyball, except for the freaking stupid song. Mm-hmm. Remember the song? Yes. I oh, hated that. The daughter played? Yes. That one? Yeah. And then the daughter was also in it. Okay, which brings me to another problem with all the shows we've been watching. Mm-hmm. The interact, the show, remember, you know, Moneyball is an interesting movie about a guy, and I don't like sports, but anything can be interesting if you're learning something new. Oh, and Nick Cersei was in it. Nick Cersei was in it. Nick Cersei's amazing. I love Nick Cersei. Go watch Justified. Nothing in Justified, nothing I say criticizing stuff applies to Justified. We actually watch Justified to see what, what a good show looks like. It's it's so ev- good. Oh, the characters. Everybody's good. And Nick Cersei's just incredible. The, the bad guys are all The bad guys powerful. are good. Walton Goggins is uh, Boyd Crowder. Just unbelievable. Raylan Givens, who is not a good guy. His yeah. character's pretty yeah. freaking dark. Yeah. He's not a good guy in any normal sense of the word. But anyway, all these shows like Moneyball, suddenly, you know, you're learning about how this guy used math uh, to try and get a better team. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead, half of it's like uh, Brad Pitt dealing with his fucking teenage daughter. All right. I don't ever want to see anything about someone dealing with a teenage daughter. I had no. In Justified Primeval. Justified Primeval did, does. which is the new one. He did, and it and brought. it's his uh, own kid. It, it is his own kid. Yeah. And it's a terrible character, and it brings the show to a flying stop. But I don't like how they always make these girls so stupid. Well, the girls are stupid, and oh, what happens is they don't listen, and they're. Uh, not listening propels the plot. Yeah. It's always. She does. Don't go in the basement. So she goes in the basement. Yes. And then the plot, ha- then you have to deal with that. Then the plot becomes dealing with her going in the basement. Yeah. And at the end, all these people are dead. Everyone's wounded. And no one goes, you little fucking bitch. Why'd you go in the fucking basement? Instead, it's like hugging. I'd be like, you, you went in the basement. Now, like, six people are dead. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just why I'm, I'm, I'm not quite the father that Joe Biden is. But uh, I would be uh, I'd be father of the year. No, I hate I hate these things. And they have and they do it. The invasion show. There's a thing on that one, yeah. on Amazon or Hulu or Netflix. Invasion. It's about the invasion from space. And the creatures are kind of neat looking. And they come down from space. And you would think, oh boy, they're going to fight the aliens and there's going to be action. No, the entire thing is all the characters sit and frickin' talk about their feelings with each other. Mommy, I swear to God, there's a tangent about Mommy could have been a doctor, but she decided to be a mommy instead, so we got to work out the feels. Okay, you've been invaded from Mars. You know, maybe maybe, maybe not sing I Am Woman and read a copy of uh, fucking uh, uh, Fear of Flying and deal with the freaking aliens. Grab a rifle, shoot somebody. There's a seal in it, right? Right? There's a seal. And he's got, like, a rifle and stuff. And you're like, oh, boy, this is going to be great. Dude, here's what happens. Okay, he's trapped in England. Uh, his family's back in America. 
right? Everything's destroyed. He finds a phone that works. He calls home, right? Mm-hmm. It gets through. Again, giant alien invasion. Yeah. The phone gets through, reaches the voicemail, right? Which is a long message. And it's like a 10-minute voicemail with her talking about her feelings to him. Now, and I'm serious. It's not like, oh, when you say like 10 minutes, it's no. No, I, I know how to tell time. I, I understand. It goes on for 10 minutes. Then he leaves a message. Like a 10 minute message. Like a 10 minute message. About his feelings. About his feelings. Amazing. And he's just like, and then a bunch of people sat and wrote that on purpose. And then they reviewed it because these things don't just get written in May. They get, you know, roundtabled and people talk. And somebody goes, this is great stuff. You know, when I'm tuning into a show about an alien invasion, I want to take a 10-minute tangent into soliloquies about how the characters feel about each other. And we can do that through the medium of a voicemail message. Followed by a message left on the voicemail. And the thing that blows my mind is a bunch of people got together and go, yeah, this is a good idea. This is great. This is, oh, man, this is spectacular. This is the worst decision-making process. And the people who got together and said, you know what Arizona needs? Carrie Lake for Senate. And I like Carrie Lake. She is a lovely person. I just don't think she can win in Arizona. For a number of reasons. Um, and it's like, I, I mean, I want people to think about things. I think about things all the time. I am constantly, my mind is constantly going. Whether it's law or writing or uh, media or whatever, I am constantly thinking. My mind is, con- you will, right? Yep. You'll walk up to me and go, oh, are you mad or are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. And since I never get mad. Yeah, never. I'm always thinking. I'm like, no, I, I'm thinking. I'm not, I'm not like angry. I just, I'm just, I, I just focus. Right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's kind of how it is. Anyway, uh, I think it's uh, great we've gotten through this without a, Single mention of um, uh, Lauren Boebert, so we're we're doing well there. I think she's been overcome by Mr. Gold Bars, but you know I did my I did my whole stream of consciousness on just how incredible the Bob Melendez Gold Bar thing is. Oh, by the way, you'll you'll be you'll like this. You know why they're picking on him? Because he's a, his Latino. He's a Latino. He's Latinx. I, I, I saw that he... He's like, they're picking on the Latinx guy. Well, you, you need to complete the sentence. They're picking on the Latinx guy who has a little sack with a dollar sign on it, and it's full of gold bars. No, and he's tippy-toeing with it. I know, he's like tippy-toeing. He's like the fucking hamburger. <laughs> or el ladron de hamburguesas. <laughs> ladron de hamburguesas, yeah. See, I know my Spanish. Yes, you do. Oh, ladron. muy bien. <laughs> By the way, I just had one of the best carne asada burritos I've ever had. That's really good. That is so That's good. very filling. And it was like a place we've gone to for years. And just one day out of the blue, I'm like, you know, I'd like a carne asada burrito. I, I don't want any rice or beans in it. Just give me meat and guac and sour cream and salsa and cheese. And they give it to me. And it was like a, a 
a, a, a beautifully wrapped yeah. tortilla wrapped revelation. Well, I got to go. You got to go. Right. Well, I got to go, too. Bye. This has been Unredacted, Kurt Schlichter's Town Hall VIP podcast. I want you to tune in uh, to my stream of consciousness every Friday. As a VIP, you are entitled to do so. You're entitled also to get my special town hall column on Wednesday, as well as the uh, normal ones for everybody else on uh, Monday and Thursday. Go to my own locals page where you get all things Kurt. But uh, I want you to look out because a week from uh, tomorrow, a week from Sunday, because I'm recording this on Saturday, a week from Sunday is when I release Overlord. It is the eighth in the Kelly Turnbull novel series. Keep, keep a lookout. You're going to want to get it. Because I got to tell you guys, it kicks ass. I'm very happy with how this one is. Lots of Easter eggs. You may see a few of your friends in there. Does Larry O'Connor make an appearance? Of course he does. Uh, I'm just not going to tell you the context, but trust me, it's going to be amusing. This is uh, Kurt Schlichter. This is Unredacted. And uh, I am out of here. Thanks a lot. Adios. Adios.